Hello and welcome to the second episode of the We Should Talk More podcast. The podcast where two lifelong friends who don't have much in common try to get a little bit closer. My name is John. I am the creator, the CEO of Alzate Films. My name is Josh Coronel, the founder and CEO of Google. Great to have you here, Josh. It's an honor. <laughs> Um, and today's episode, it's our second episode, uh, we're going to be talking about personality. We both took the, um, is it six, 16 personalities? We both took the test on 16 personalities, um, and we got our results back. It, uh, it took a couple days. It but... did take a couple days to hear back from the, the doctors there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came out as a INFJ T, which is an advocate personality. Uh, and what did you come out as? I came out as an E N E N T E N T what E N what was E-N-T-J. your last last T J J yeah E N T J A yeah that's right. The difference between <coughs> ours was the E, the introvert and extroverted end, and the thinking and feel in that third letter. Yes. Um, so the, the goal of today's podcast is to kind of uh, dive into to our different personalities and sort of talk about where they differ, where they align, and how much we feel that uh, we, we agree that we like behave that way. But before we start. Before we start. We have a cup of coffee. We do have coffee. Let me turn this. Well, if you're an audio listener, I'm holding a Wawa uh, mug. Mug, I guess. It isn't, it's fairly large. This is one of those. Uh, it holds about 24 ounces of coffee. It's one of those uh, thermoses? Oh, yeah. It's a thermos. It's a Wawa thermos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh doesn't have one, but we're drinking Wawa coffee out of these. Yes. You just put them in these mugs uh, to. Not- Prior to arriving here, I went to Wawa, picked up some <clears throat> coffee. John didn't have any coffee yet, so I got him a larger <sighs> uh, cup, about 24 ounces worth, and I got myself 12 ounces. So I'm here with a tiny little mug. Mm. Um, sourced straight from the Wawa farm. They like perfected this over at the Wawa University down in Pennsylvania. And my God, this morning, <clears throat> the beans are fresh. Uh, actually got a, the uh, boosted beans today. So how do you feel about it? <laughs> it tastes. It actually tastes pretty good. Um, I didn't. I didn't give you any direction for for making me the coffee. So you you made it well. Which one did you get me? The boosted coffee. Oh, twenty two percent more caffeine. But do you know like what? Uh, it's like a mild roast. Okay. I don't know anything Maybe more it's about Col- it. A Colombian bean. No, because a Colombian bean is almost always medium roast. Uh, maybe a Cuban bean? If I'm wrong, please correct me. Because <laughs> I might very well be wrong. <laughs> a Cuban bean, maybe? A uh, Cuban bean, yeah. Um, Aren't the Cuban ones in Wawa Cuban? a little bit stronger? Cubans can go for a dark or lighter roasts. Mm. I, I think I've seen more dark roast Cuban beans. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's get let's get down to brass tacks. Um. Yeah, why don't I start? Yeah, because I feel like you have a, you have a better <laughs> better guide to, to where this is going. Yeah, so the way that I think we should structure this is, um, and you let me know, John, um, as we go through this, is we both have our personality types. And on 16 personalities, they go through your 
like they give you a little bit of a breakdown introduction where it, it gives a little bit of like a high level of what they describe the type as so oh actually i failed to mention mine was uh the title of my personality type is commander john mentioned that his is an advocate <clears throat> oh yes yes um so that's good context so as we go through this i'll try to uh say commander yeah i think we should refer to it as that because it's harder to like i feel like i'm going to keep forgetting to be like oh you're uh yeah exactly so, so it, called, it's definitely going to be yeah rather than the four letters it's going to be uh much easier to just say commander advocate and also because these are descriptions or might not actually completely resonate with us when we like go through Part of the characteristics we may have taken away from reading that description uh, will refer to it reflective as the commander or the advocate. And we understand or discuss, like, how much does this really reflect our own personalities? Mm -hmm. And then after that, we'll dig into each of the letters. I think that might be a little interesting because the letters tell a lot of the story itself. We didn't really go much farther than that introduction in reading the letters. So we'll stick the we'll keep the conversation within that spirit. Mm -hmm. So to start off with, uh, commander personality type has a lot of good and bad to it, like any of these personalities. Mm -hmm. One really great highlight here is that they have a sense of like determination to them, a sense of confidence where they will go forward and try to get things done at, at the end of whatever they have to do to get it done. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the... Like shortcoming right there, where they have a ruthless rationality to them, where their precision and determination is so precise um, that they might not really consider much emotion or feelings involved in the what is required to get the their end goal completed. Mm -hmm. So, John's, you want to speak to that? Speak to to your <laughs> yeah. I mean. I guess it, I, I can see where it, it makes sense in, in some ways. Like, I think some of your um, your decision making is like very like, I'm going to get this done. Like, like you don't really let much get in your way. Um, I don't know. It, it does make it seem a little like like with like the ruthless aspect. Like, I don't I guess in some ways, like, I don't see you as like totally like like disregarding people's uh i guess you do sometimes though <laughs> so, sometimes but, i might do it without really realizing yeah but yeah yeah i i, I think that's where the the line is where like you but then i guess that that speaks to it too where like let's say compared to someone else like you are not you're not thinking about um you're not considering their like their opinions and your decision making like you're like if you're gonna do something you just know what you got to do you're not gonna consider it like other aspects that maybe someone else would mm -hmm. yeah pretty much like me the, like the way I'm, i might be sitting very close to you yeah like, and you don't consider how it makes me feel yeah you like, didn't ask me hey is this all right with you you just came in i just came just, into my space well, well i was just there was a there's a gap about, about a one foot two foot gap over here that i could spread my arm spans mm -hmm. and fill so Figured I'd try it out, and um, <laughs> it didn't. It wasn't well received. But did that matter to me? Mm, no, no, no. Exactly. Get it. Uh, so at, at that, <clears throat> like, I think that's where, while John, uh, you might give me some perspective, like, well, I don't like this. I'll completely disregard it. But that's also because, like, we're good friends. Yeah. 
So there's a difference there. I might not do that if it's with um, somebody that I'm not mm-hmm. comfortable with. Yeah. So I, I do think there's a little bit more of a um, timid sense to my personality if it is someone that I'm not comfortable with. I don't think that I particularly have like a ruthlessness to me like you like you were saying. I do try to think things through to a degree. I think that might be to a, uh, to, to a fault where I might not take action on something because I'm like thinking or planning too much. Yeah, I know that's something that like, uh, I know some of our friends might have like complained about that without naming anyone. Just like we're like, if like we have to get something done, I think you'll sometimes, I've noticed that too, where like you'll like, you'll spend too much time like, like thinking about it instead of just like doing something. Mm hmm. Well, give me a specific example. I can't. I can't really think about. I just. I just. I don't want to. I don't want to. Don't, don't give any names. Don't give any. But like names. people. Like I just feel like sometimes if we're trying to do something, it feels like time is wasted trying to figure out how to get it. Like mm-hmm. trying to figure out the best way to do it instead of just doing it. So I feel like that's something that I notice in you a lot. We're like, let's say if we have to do something, you're like, if we're gonna do it, we have to do it right. I'm not gonna yeah. like cut any corners. Where like other people might just be like, oh fuck it, like we'll just do the easiest thing possible. But like you're like. I want to see if there's other ways to do this. I want to see if there's like a better way to do this. There might be different options yeah. to really explore. We're here. like, I'll, I'll name a situation too. Like, let's say, um, uh, which I didn't, I didn't feel this way, but I could see other people feel that way. Like, when we we went to Arizona together, and we had a situation where there was like a crack in the windshield, mm-hmm. and I can imagine someone who's more reckless being like, and it wasn't a big crack. It was like a little, a little like dot, like basically mm-hmm. a little tiny, like like a little rock might have hit it. Um, I could imagine someone who is more like carefree would be like, oh, who cares? Let's just give the car in. Like, we don't need to spend any, any effort. Like Mm -hmm. we don't need to spend, spend any time like thinking about this, but like you were like, well, we might as well just like fix it. Cause like you knew how to fix or you knew, I didn't know how to fix it, but but you knew that there was a way to fix it. You're like, I'm going to figure out how to do that. And then we're going to fix it just to do it. And like, spend the extra hours yeah. losing part of the fun yeah. that we were going to, we had planned for that night like, just so we can have yeah. that resolved. Yeah. So it definitely like interfered <clears throat> with the plans. It interfered with what we had going on and like the fun that we could have gotten out of that day just so we can ensure, or I could ensure that yeah. there was no damages I mean, or costs and involved I, now. That's why I said too, like more like carefree people too. Cause like I, I was, I was down to, to fix that too, just because like, I feel like I'm more like, uh, you're pretty flexible. Well, like I, I would be scared of like getting like a fear or whatever too. Mm-hmm. So like I, I, I would be fine like wanting to figure out a way to fix something like that. But other people might just be like, "Well, I want to party." Yeah. Well, I, I see you as somebody who's very open to like what the day comes with. Yeah. So if there's a change in schedule, if I ask that we have to do something um, as like a necessity, like you don't complain about it, you're on board. You quickly get on board, you buy in real quick, and we go ahead and like execute whatever plans we have to get done mm-hmm. before having fun. Yeah. Specifically, sometimes. So, in that case, like you're completely, when, when that situation came up, even though like we, we all had stakes in it because at the end of the day, I was yeah. going to charge you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we would have paid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't care. I would make you pay. <laughs> Even if you said no, you're going to pay. <laughs> um, but there was a big cost to it, and it was very unlikely, it was very likely or maybe unlikely that 
um, we would have ever been charged. Um, actually, we fixed it, but it still looked ugly, yeah. and we got the full refund, the full refund of uh, our security deposit. So, yeah. like, they may have not no- noticed it before anyway. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, that's true. Another highlight uh, from this personality was that in negotiation, commanders are very dominant, relentless, and unforgiven. And this isn't for the purpose of uh, the principles of a negotiation, that they really see what they're coming across with might be true. They, it, it, it certainly holds on to that uh, grain, I'm sure. But what they really highlight here is more for that enjoyment of the challenge, the battle of wits, and um, just the, the fun that they might be able to get from that environment mm-hmm. of going back and forth with somebody and be the one on top at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So do you see my me as someone who's very stubborn? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I guess, like, that, that, that whole part was interesting because, like, I do – I do see like you have a stubbornness to to always want to come out on top if it's like a, a disagreement or trying to figure out something like that. But I mean, I don't know how you feel about that. I feel about the other part where it's like um, you are like you are getting like a thrill out of that because I've never gotten that vibe. But that could just be like because I don't because I don't see you actively like uh, challenging like like just just to challenge mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I think like if there's something that comes up and someone says something that's like different than what you think you you will like challenge that because it's like you you don't agree with it so you'll just say you'll just say that you don't agree with it and like yeah have, i think so that. and i've seen that but i i don't know if you do, do you do you feel like you get like uh a pleasure out of the challenge yeah i, I don't think i've ever gained a awareness of that mm-hmm. if that's genuinely th- true or not because <clears throat> I feel like whenever I challenge somebody or something comes up that I disagree with that I stand my ground with, it's usually because I strongly feel that way. I mm. strongly align with whatever I'm arguing. Like, say we're out at Arizona and like there were decisions, a lot of decisions we had to make when mm. we were out there, like changing of hotels or um, how we're going to travel someplace. What whatnot um and planning the whole situation out so there were times that we clashed heads and many of those um reasons for why we clashed heads well maybe not particularly reasons but i would just come across with a way that i kind of stuck with my guns um but i didn't do it for the fun of it i did it because like i saw it as the most efficient way to go about Mm -hmm. the process from my limited experience and but i would feel through the conversation that i would just and this is without regards to other people's experiences or uh coming with an understanding that i might have more experience in this situation and i think this would be the more efficient route and here is why so i would try to come across with that description and the reasons to back up my reasoning. And if I'm not really getting much from the other person without asking or trying to probe it out, then I quickly just think like, well, there's a clear winner here. Not that I am trying to come out as a winner in a discussion, but there's a clear understanding of, in my head, 
in those conversations as to right or wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, but always viewing yourself as right. <laughs> yeah, and then that that's the fault. Yeah, that's the shortcoming. Yeah, that's the shortcoming. Now, I'm being very harsh on myself, uh, in alignment with part of the description. So I'm I am like worrying that I'm trying to fit the description <clears throat> of what we're reading too much here because yeah, that's the hard. I do have too. I do have a recognition sometimes of falling short of um of understanding others mm -hmm. and i much i very much have the goal of trying to understand others more mm -hmm. and but i just might not actually perform well on that yeah it's probably like what it is mm -hmm. i think that does come across but that, i mean that's at least good that you uh acknowledge that mm -hmm. that's like it's better that than um just not like like not like not knowing that you come off that way because yeah. like, then that, that's like worse well i mean this like a practice like this is an easy way to start acknowledging that. yeah like as we go through these characteristics mm -hmm. and like it like really questioning whether or not these are genuine or true to yourself yeah but let's let's move on because i i do think the the answer to your question of whether or not i enjoy the fight Sometimes I do. Sometimes I, I, I don't. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'm really just doing it for the principle there. So I, mm -hmm. I don't think it's really just that uh, enjoyment of cha challenging somebody and winning. Mm -hmm. Although I will get stubborn to the point where I don't want to stop just to fulfill my ego. So I think it's there to some extent. Mm -hmm. and, and actually, just to belabor the point a little bit, I think I kind of got that shape from my dad a lot um I, i've been thinking about this too as to how people you live with shaped your life mm -hmm. whether it's your mom your dad your brothers um f young f friends when in your childhood um and thinking through it well my dad is in many ways very ma like a macho type of man mm -hmm. where what he says as um as the adult should be respected and you try to cross that line, well, there's consequences and punishments to that. So there's there's a lot of uh, ego at stake, I think. And I think that really came into my personality, too, mm -hmm. throughout my life. And I realized I've come to, like, uh, awareness that that is not the best course of action all the time yeah. because you end up, like, Failing to see many of the facts that might be involved in this situation, mm -hmm. many of the like feelings or emotions that might be involved that you shouldn't disregard. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just wanted to bring that up. Do you want to move on to the... Yeah, let's move on to the next one, though. So the <clears throat> next point here that I have is something that I guess I... It's call, it says calling out others' failures with a chilling degree of insensitivity. Do you think I do that? Not really. Will I criticize somebody without really, with a degree that it's insensitive to them or is very attacking? I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't really, because I don't really have any like situations off top of mind where you're like criticizing like any of us. Mm -hmm. Um, not that you don't, but not like it's more in a playful manner. Yeah, I mean, you do sometimes like like you'll say like mean stuff to me all the time, 
No, I do. I do. I say, I say, me. Oh, you fucking dumbass. Oh, you fucking dumbass. That's just like, no, yeah, but that's not. This is in a way that we both understand that it's okay. Yeah, so I don't, uh, no, I don't, I don't really, I don't know how you feel about that, but I don't, unless like you, do you feel like in internally when you criticize people, you are. It's really hard to say from my perspective because. Oh, yeah, because. Because it's how it's received from the other person or it's how like a third person reads the situation. I, at least from my perspective, I, I've never read it that way, but I don't know. Wow. We really need a outsider. Because <laughs> yeah. like right here, this is a point that's really hard to dig into, I think, because you're, you're my closest friend. Yeah. And anything that I might criticize you about is more so in a playful way. And if it is, um, true criticism, constructive criticism, that's how it's uh, talked about. It'll yeah. Be, Discussed in a constructive way. Wouldn't yeah, really I feel be like distru- it's usually like, discussed in a way that's attacking. Yeah, it's never like attacking. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think many of these points are true to how I am because while I might not have the best like emotional intelligence, I do put effort into applying emotions mm-hmm. to many of my day to day actions or how I go about some conversations because I, I will put some regard into. Uh, is the way that I'm coming across with maybe criticism, is this going to really take a toll on like the way that it, a person receives it? But mm-hmm. I'll still challenge, I'll still come with that challenge. I'll still come with maybe that impression of, uh, well, not the impression, but I'll still come and challenge somebody regardless if I see that there's a need for it. Mm-hmm. If there's a need to provide some criticism to somebody because I disagree with it, I say with my former roommate uh, in the old apartment, there's a lot of things we disagreed with. There's a lot of things that I saw as reason to criticize each each of our behaviors. And I'll come across with that criticism, but I'll try to come across in it that the message is delivered in a way that isn't too toxic. Mm. That's how I, that's, uh, I think that's the line there where I don't, I don't do it with insensitivity too much. Yeah. Or an extreme sense of insensitivity. I guess, yeah, and it's definitely hard um, for either of us to really say because, like, I like it's just I've never had that experience, and then you can't really like fully judge because you don't know how like let's say other people that you're not super close with have felt. But I mean, knowing you, I wouldn't. (laughs) I don't think you criticize in like that kind of way, at least like in a in a in a harsh way. But yeah, I don't know. Well. Let's let's check out this last point because this last point is the one that I found most interesting. I mm-hmm. do think it holds truth whether or not uh, you have much of an awareness to it. Well, first, it's the lack of emotional expression, but like the byproducts of that. Um, one is the emotional display is a display of weakness. Now, mm-hmm. I don't totally align with this. Uh, I don't think that if you have emotions, you're a weak person. Mm. I think is great to embrace your emotions. But do you, how do you feel about yourself, like showing emotion? That's I do struggle with that mm-hmm. sometimes, where I don't want to come across uh, in situations that will present too much emotions. Mm-hmm. But I have been transitioning into a phase where I've recognized the value of bringing emotions to a situation mm-hmm. or being vulnerable in a situation and not uh, holding back those emotions specifically. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but the next bullet here, um, sub bullet that I wrote is it's a uh, sensitive to validation and feedback.
feedback. So do you think how how do what's your take on my need for validation and <laughs> what's your take on my need for validation and your take on how I receive feedback? Um it's a tough question. That is tough. I mean, I feel like the validation one might be a little bit easier. I mean, I don't see you well, the, so the, the thing that I, I guess I've liked about you like the most, like when we were becoming friends earlier in like high school is that like, I always felt that you never needed like, uh, and I, I may have been wrong, but I always felt like you, you didn't care for the validation of others. Like we used to, uh, we used to like, um, and with, with one of our old friends, we would like do like weird stuff at the mall or like mm-hmm. you guys would push me out of my comfort zone a lot. And it was like always me thinking like these guys like care so little about what people think about them yeah. to the point where like they will do absolutely anything like you know for like the joke within or reason yeah within reason within reason um but you know and, and in other situations too like with just being like social like messing around with people like we used to like talk like mess around with our teachers a mm-hmm. lot like we we really like um were like I wouldn't say we were like weird in school, but we like cared very little for how for how anyone in school like perceived us. Like yeah. I think we there was a point in in high school where we just like stopped caring like whatsoever. Um, well, like as a group, like obviously, like uh, in, individually, I don't know, like how everyone else was feeling. I I obviously always felt like out of everyone, I felt I cared more. But mm-hmm. yeah, I I, you I don't cared think more about your image than to, to, anyone to, to, else. Yeah, to, to get back on on point, I I don't I don't. I've never gotten that vibe. I don't know how you feel about that, but I've never gotten the vibe that you like you. I feel like you do things. If you, if you do something like you, you almost try to validate, like get validation from yourself, like being proud and something that you did. Like I, I I see you like, um, showing like, uh, like show, I guess not showing off, but like you, you, you feel proud in stuff that you do, but you're Mm -hmm. not like in a braggadocious way to get people to be like, Oh, oh, good job. Like, I don't really feel that you look for that. Yeah. Well, so I would say for much of what you described, and I, I, I don't have like a clear, like, <clears throat> like up to date current, like interpretation of mm-hmm. this. But if I'm looking back at like what you're describing from high school to maybe early college days where we do a lot of reckless things, mm-hmm. there's not much concern about what other people think. I think that was I think that was like very true for that time period in my life, mm. um, especially since I felt like I was already well adjusted in my life, even though I'm fairly young and we might get into this a little more in a future uh, podcast episode. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was like in a stable relationship at that mm. time. I wasn't really concerned about whether or not other people liked me because I had my girlfriend. So and, and I think that was a, a big issue during that time, too, in retrospect, is that. Well, there is more in my life than having to only be liked by my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't going to change at that time. Like, I didn't have much to worry about that. If I was, uh, if I come across the wrong way to other people that I'm going to lose the respect or love from um, who I was dating, yeah. who I was in a relationship so I, with. I, I guess, like, currently now, then, do you, do you, do you feel that you're... Um... Yeah, so the way that is transitioned i think i've become more emotionally uh aware of it Mm -hmm. that i should have some concern about what other people think Mm -hmm. 
because I, I remember straight up during those times, like if there were if there were other people walking by and I said something rude or I came across the wrong way to somebody or say as a friend um, and you guys as a friend group, you we may have had some plans. I would have no like stakes in the plans. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really see that it was that necessary that I would be there or um, or value that there was some value for me to be part of it because mm-hmm. um, because I, I may have just had my focus elsewhere. So nowadays, I do see there's a different uh, value in order to be aware of how other people feel. Mm-hmm that maybe there is a greater sense of a need for validation here where now that I care about how other people feel, I need to, I'm maybe I'm trying to gather how other people might feel about um, the way I'm going about my myself, mm-hmm. the way I go about my behavior, which is something that I may have not considered as much in the past. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be that transition point. Um, where there might be a little bit more of a need of validation than I had in the past. Mm-hmm. Then I guess like um, tying that in, cause I feel like validation and, and criticism are so like tied together. Like how do you then feel, how do you feel that you, you handle criticism? criticism? So I always, so I always say be direct with me with your criticism, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'm very good at handling direct mm-hmm. criticism. Well, I might not show or present, much emotion to um receiving criticism i don't think i come with criticism with grace or mm-hmm. handle criticism with grace like where i genuinely internalize it and come with a sense of gratitude that mm-hmm. someone brings criticism to my attention especially think of, thinking about uh where criticism comes in probably the most is when you work yeah when you work there's to be a culture of feedback that you've received from your managers, your colleagues, your whoever uh, you work day to day with. And if I'm to receive feedback, I've, I've gathered that there's a need to receive that feedback and take action on that feedback and improve that feedback, improve the shortcomings from that feedback. Um, now, if there's something good from the feedback, you definitely internalize that and move forward and um, continue to only improve upon Mm -hmm. what the positive feedback is. But now if it's negative, I think it takes a toll on my performance to a level where instead of taking it in and having a determination to improve it, it it slows me down for just a moment. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So do you think it like, how, how do you feel that it, it slows you down? Is it like that, you become so conscious of it that it just becomes like another. Yeah. It's like a little barrier in your mind. It's like, well, now if this is true about me, how can I, uh, not, not about how, how to change it. Although this is like, how can I improve? So you, we all have the understanding that if you receive feedback, you take it. Um, and if it's worth your, if it's worth the value to take Mm -hmm. it in, if it's actually, uh, worthwhile feedback and true uh you take it in and you work on it and you improve it but there's a small step in there's not a small step there's a small period where that feedback comes in and it actually like takes a damage on like 
person's self-esteem mm-hmm. where now well you internalize it you identify with that with the feedback you've received and you now only start behaving with it it's this idea where well you tell um you tell a boy that he's supposed to like blue and technology or action figure toys He'll like blue technology and action figure toys. Mm-hmm. Same thing with you tell a girl she's supposed to like Barbie dolls, pink and cute things. Then she'll internalize that as her identity that this is what she likes. So you tell um, somebody that you work with, oh, well, you are not great at, uh, say, you are not great at putting together a PowerPoint, let's say. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and you have to put more effort into that. Or you're not great at like setting out an agenda with specific items and following up on those items. Or you're not great at managing your time. If you if somebody receives that feedback, it's quite easy to take that and internalize it as your identity. And it makes it just so much harder to improve it. Mm-hmm. So how do you go from that step of taking and internalizing that feedback as your identity now because you've been told that this is you? and improve upon that yeah it's hard well i i i think i think there's definitely a way to receive feedback and this is this is the thing that you should be that i maybe perhaps should be careful about doing is not taking it as a reflection of who i am but rather what your actions were Mm -hmm. so that's the difference there the difference is really more about your actions than uh your identity Mm -hmm. so and realizing and recognizing that, then you can say, well, next time my actions would just be adjusted to not align with what the constructive feedback was mm-hmm. and improve upon that where it's a greater performance. Yeah, because I feel like I, we never have situations where we're really like giving each other criticism. It's like I don't really you have don't any like, often. Yeah. And that might be an issue in our relationship, too. Like friendship. I I guess so, but I feel like there's a lot of things where like it's I guess we if if there's like a problem we just discuss it. Or if yeah. there's something like a yeah, I I I, I don't know. I, I mean, guess it, it is something to think about. I I think we might not just we don't have a sense of seriousness to many issues mm-hmm. since in our day-to-day just being friends, we have been able to align and like we we've been able to have no it we, we don't feel like we have to hold on to any yeah. of the issues that really come up um because there's not a need to really address it but maybe maybe if you really if we really spend time thinking about it there is a thing or two that could be addressed and improved yeah in relationships in our relationship or mm-hmm. in a relationship in the broader uh circle of friends mm-hmm. it's definitely something to think about mm-hmm. i feel like um most friend groups are well, at least our, our experience with our friend group, uh, there's not really much. I mean, if it's criticism, it's, if someone is doing something that is like very like noteworthy, then we'll like have a discussion about it. But there's there are certain things where it's just like it's just how people are and you just, I guess, deal with it. But maybe that's not the best thing to do. I don't know. Yeah. But we spent <clears throat> we spent about 30 minutes talking about this introduction portion yeah. of what the commander personality type so let's let's talk a little bit about what it is that you are or um that your test results came back as as the advocate okay 
So uh, I'll, I'll read off this thing. You, you have some better uh, bullet points that we can dig into. But uh, so I, I tested positive for being an advocate. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very proud of that. <laughs> see, you look, look, you guys see, he was waiting for some validation right there. He <laughs> looked at me. You can't see it unless you're watching the YouTube portion of this uh, podcast. But he looked at me and he waited two Patiently. seconds. Yeah. And so I would let him know. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. I needed that. But uh, so advocates are the rarest personality types of all, um, apparently. I I won't I won't read this whole thing, but I know it, it it dives a bit into how they're they're dreamers, um, but like they they want to do the right thing, and oftentimes an advocate will be super passionate about something that they care about, um, and they'll like speak to that or they'll pursue that, but then in other situations there's things where they just choose to like stay in the sidelines instead of um like creating strife with people mm -hmm. or or just in, in general like they would rather not like speak out against something if, if i and i guess it also ties into maybe if they're not as passionate ab about it um but uh well I, I do think something that you might be passionate about where you see that the outcome has more damage than benefit <laughs> Yeah, then you'd avoid that, it, even if it's something that you're yeah. passionate about. And I think it's like if if it's, if it's just not worth it. And and I, I found something uh, funny that like when you mentioned the thing about your dad, I thought the same thing because my my dad was very much the same growing up, where like everything was uh, was like his way mm -hmm. or the highway. But then I feel like I guess so, somewhere in our development we like chose a different response to that because like I feel like for me instead. Um, growing up in that, like with that, I just learned to um, like silently disagree because like mm. you, you run into situations with people who are just so stubborn, especially as a kid. You're never going to you're never going to it's never going to be your way, like with your parents, especially if they're stubborn. Like if if they say it's going to be this way, it's going to be that way, whether you disagree or not. Mm. So I feel like I've, I see myself doing that like very often where. If, if I if I see like it's not even like it's not worth arguing about something I just e even if I disagree I'll just be like I it's like it feels like a, a like annoying to have to like debate it e even if I do feel like if it's something you still like, yeah strongly agree which is which is definitely with. like a, a sh I, it's a it's a shortcoming when it's I, I know I acknowledge it's a shortcoming when it's like in a situation where it's like something important like if if we're discussing um I don't know. I, it, it like nothing's coming on, on top of head, but if it's like an, an an important difference that I have, or like a, an important like disagreement, um, I'll be like, man, like I should have, I should have like said something in, in this thing when I just chose not. Well, now, to. do you find yourself having the opposite side of the spectrum where they are describing you have the choice here, um, and you have you well, you have the skill whether or not you want to choose the path of being more soft-spoken in a situation or uh, carry conviction and passion in what you're arguing. Do you find yourself going on that side often where you really are carrying a lot of conviction and like full steam ahead, You nothing's going to stop you if it's something that you really agree with? Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's like stuff we we kind of touched on it with like the, the film stuff. Cause like if, if it's like, uh, if we're making a, a film, um, 
I'm doing like it's it's mine. Like I'll mm-hmm. I'll say like it's it's my way or the highway. Like and I guess in those situations, I, maybe I, even though it's stressful, maybe I like that because it's like those few situations where I feel like you this can is take mine. Ownership. Yeah, it's like mine. Like it, even if you disagree, it's like I'm the one that's making it. So. Mm-hmm. Not, not to come off like, yeah, but, no, but, I, but like, if you know me, you'll know, like in most situations, I'm not like that. So, mm-hmm. so you could understand why in a, in a other situation, like I'd like that. I like the difference where it's like now you like now, to feel a sense that. of power in that situation yeah. now. Um, but I mean, I like initially reading that I also thought a lot about, um, like the soft spoken smart, the soft spoken part spoke to me because like I often think about how I how I am in like just social situations. Like if we're in like a, a group setting, um, instead of like speaking out, even if it's not about like an issue or, or disagreement, mm-hmm. just in in general of like speaking out or drawing attention to yourself, um, which I think is like comes into like causing strife. I mean, you're just like you're you're bringing the attention to you. Like I'll oftentimes like rather just like sit back and and, and not say anything. Um, and I, I've been in situations where someone, someone that maybe doesn't know me that well, like they, they know me through someone else where mm-hmm. there, I, I have a specific memory of someone asking me like, Oh, like you're being so like quiet. Like, why, why are you being so quiet? Like I, like you're not normally like that, but it's like, it's just cause it, I'm, I feel like I'm different. Let's say if it's like four of us in a room, I'll be different compared to like 10 of us in a room. Mm-hmm. Cause if it's 10 of us in the room, like in my mindset, there's like 10, 10 different, like let's say 10 different opinions or nine, like not including my own. Nine different I, like in that situation, different. I'd be like, I would rather not like have to deal with mm-hmm. like uh, getting into the debate that I'll just go with whatever is decided. Cause like, mm-hmm. what's the, I like, I often view it as like a waste of uh, a waste of energy to have to like waste time, like trying to decide if it's and a I, and I think that's where we don't align all that yeah. much because I, I think I think that's great because you don't want to waste energy in situations that are not going to be worth the time yeah. wasting energy. And sometimes I might not have that awareness myself where I choose regardless of the size or the people I might be interacting with. If it's something that I see like, well, I don't really want to go out yeah. to uh, Olive Gardens <clears throat> this weekend and I want some Mexican food, I will argue until the end for mexican food yeah <laughs> regardless of who we're with yeah um now sometimes i i will take my measure i, I will measure back given like how like truly i feel about this mm-hmm. and like don't get me wrong i'm not going to uh fight to the death about mm-hmm. mexican food it's not yeah. that important to me but there are situations where i do think what we're like what a plan is we might have as a group i might yeah. argue a lot more strongly than you would just because yeah. i uh I care about what I want to do more yeah. than you might care about. And at the end of the day for you, it's like, well, I'll, I'll still have a good time. Yeah. And I feel like that, that I guess goes into the thing that you were saying. Like, um, I just go like, I, I not, I acknowledge it as, as a fault too though. But yeah, like I, I'd rather just go with the flow than have to like waste time and energy. Yeah. yeah. Arguing it. Yeah. Which is something that I easily often do yeah. where I would waste time and energy on yeah. something that might not really be worth it. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. One, um, and they, they, they describe in a way that you, you have both skill sets where you just choose one or the mm-hmm. other, depending on the situation, yeah. which I really like because it brings that awareness mm-hmm. of reading the situation that you, you choose your actions. Yeah. There. 
and you won't always just do things one way yeah. specifically. Um, and I, and I like a lot about, um, how you might take that ownership when it comes to your filming mm-hmm. and you really take direction with that rather than allowing many opinions or you, you definitely take perspectives of like the people that you value, yeah. uh, to bring perspective into how, uh, I guess like, and you let me know uh, yeah, well, of how like a storyline might go, but you won't take in everyone's perspective. Yeah, I, and I feel like that's something that I've I've struggled with. Um, bef- and like before doing like scripted stuff, a, a lot of like filming that we had done was just like off the off the cuff. But mm-hmm. I would be like directing it, um, and there would be tons of situations where like we were all like throwing out ideas of like how we could do a certain thing or whatever. Um, and I've definitely struggled with that, like. Um, I like you said, like more often than not, I would like I would open my ear more for you or like someone whose whose opinion I I uh, agree with because mm-hmm. you it, it happens all the time. Like if you think about it, like um, any creator will have people coming to them saying, oh, you should do this. Oh, you, yeah. why don't you make a video about this? Like even now, like I'm not really making videos, but I still have people saying like, oh, why don't you make a video about this? It's like I. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. We, I mean, when we used to do Instagram lives, you used to get that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. People would just leave in your uh, the comments, yeah. not the comments, but like the messages that we'd receive, like, "Oh, John, you should do this, this yeah. or that," and like, I'm here thinking, "Oh, yeah, that's a wonderful idea. <laughs> Why don't we?" And then yeah. I talk to you afterwards. You're like. Well, I've thought about this, and, uh, <laughs> and you give me your reasons why. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. I, well, I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I acknowledge it's it's funny. I guess thinking about how different I am in like those kind of situations, because yeah, like I acknowledge a harsh stubbornness I have, like when it comes to Alzate films, like, mm. and I guess because it's and and this goes in like the personality thing dives into a little bit, like with the criti- criticism, but I, t- I take it so personally like it's like my thing mm. and I, I I hold it maybe too close to my heart where like I I rarely would want to take um, ideas unless like I think it's good or if it's mine and um, yeah it, it's hard to so, like I, I it's weird in those situations having people uh, suggest things and then I you have to like nicely say like oh I, I don't really agree with that idea or mm. like Usually I'll just like, oh, like I'll think about it or we could do it another time. But uh, yeah, I, I do acknowledge uh, a weird dichotomy with like how I act like in certain situations. And definitely in, I'm more passionate about like the filming stuff. So like it's just weird seeing how uh, like strong like footed I'd be about that stuff, but not about like other stuff, I guess. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, but at what point do you take in? Or at what point would you actually agree with a idea that you might uh, receive from an outsider? I mean, I've definitely, I've definitely have, but because I've, I've, I obviously it's hard to like name things, but I think like in some of the situations when we were filming uh, without a script, like you guys definitely mm-hmm. got ideas that we ended up like using, yeah. Or like, um, I'm sure there were like storylines that had changed because because of someone else's idea, um, and that that like happens that that has happened before, but. I think it's and it's so selfish and I, I, I acknowledge it, but it's usually if, if I like it, like I just mm-hmm. have to like it. Like if I don't initially find something funny or I guess uh, good, mm-hmm. I just I'll I get like tunnel vision. I just won't like it, it won't be in my in your, I, and in I, your I, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I guess 
I, I see, I see a big fault in that. Um, because I think it often, uh, I'm not like, I'm not considering an idea if like two, cause like you could give an idea and it may not initially be like something I align with, but I don't often give it the time to, to like think about it, which mm-hmm. I guess also goes into like stuff that we've talked about before with like my personality. Like I, I might not see the value in uh, spending the time like really thinking about this and like really like debating whether this is like a good idea or not. Like I'll just like cut it out. Yeah. And, like I don't know. It, it's it's definitely not not a good thing. Often. Well, one thing I think is interesting um, as a content creator is very difficult. One of the biggest challenges is just coming up with ideas. Yeah. So to be to limit yourself so much where you don't take in ideas from others and you have a clear direction that, well, I just want it to be this way and no other way. And like, I'm going to narrow my vision just to be with whatever I like. Um, Whether or not you're really thinking about what the person who the audience would be would like, um, it it would be a challenge to really like, have enough ideas to continue to create content. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I know one thing as uh as content creators grow when they build up an audience, I, there is probably a threshold, a uh, level where they don't have to really spend much energy in coming up with ideas anymore because mm-hmm. they have such a base of an audience that ideas always come in their way. Yeah, there's yeah. um a lot of creators that they have like a subreddits filled with like dedicated fans and they, they make content just looking through this content that their fans make on subreddit. There you go. And like they get tons of views just looking at content that other people are making for mm-hmm. them. And they're not really doing much besides like reacting to it, but it's like they're, you know, their contents derived from what's going on. Yeah, their on content's the internet. derived from, yeah, f- from their fan base. Yeah. Basically. Because they have an audience yeah. now. You just look at what your audience is doing, mm-hmm. what your fans are saying, and you have content to put out there now. Yeah. And that's easy week by week or day by day to continue to release things. Now, do you see yourself as someone who would uh, take content like that? I, I, well, I don't know. I mean, I, and this is like, it might get a little, like, I just, I, I don't have an interest in, in, doing that like i don't have an interest in being like a, a content I, I mean i guess I, I am a content creator but i don't have like too much of an interest to um make like that kind of like i guess because yeah, i've got I've it got doesn't to, have to be like reacting no no no, I'm no saying no. like I, I, say I just, you release a youtube video yeah. and somebody pitches a new like short film yeah in your comment section yeah, I guess something like that i i, I should be more um open to because mm-hmm. i, I that's happened lesser times, but yeah, I think especially now I, I would want to be more, more open to that. And I like, there have been small situations where I've, I've, do, I've done, well, like I've made a, I made a film for our job, which I, I mean, he, he needed something for class, but that was really like, our job is one of our good yeah, friends. One of our good friends. <laughs> uh, he's a friend of mine from college and uh, he met John through me. And since then, like he's been a part of the close circle. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he asked me once to make a, a, a film for one of his classes and, uh, I agreed to it. And that was one of the first situations where, um, it was going on my channel and it was like, I had no, I had no real control over it. Cause like he, he wrote the script 
Um, that's true. I just like directed it like with how we filmed it mm-hmm. um, and, and edited it. But um, that was like his outside of that, his thing. like the whole script. Yeah. Well, pretty much just the script was his ownership. Yeah. And, Outside I mean, of that, he, he everything directed, was like, yours. The, the whole, the whole, like, just the story and, like, how things would progress. So, mm. like, yeah, it, it, it was, I feel like it was, like, more more his than mine. Yeah. And, but and, um, So the content wasn't yours at all, but yeah. that was part of your channel. Yeah. And and that was, like, that's one of the first things I can, like, remember that's, like, um, doing something on my channel that, like, wasn't mine at all. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, like... Um, which I, which I so think is totally fine because, yeah. I mean, well, thinking about the book that you gave me, still yeah. like an artist, it's really like originality comes from taking other people's ideas. Yeah. yeah. So you have all these different sources of ideas and original content. Um, but what's truly <clears throat> original here is really just that construction of taking other people's ideas and mm-hmm. putting it into your own words or message yeah. format. Mm-hmm. So you're taking our job's idea, his content, which he gave you permission to. So yeah. it's not like you're really uh, taking a script without somebody and like, and completely taking abuse of that. Mm-hmm. He gave you the script and you put together with the equipment, your power, your uh, filming skill and expertise to make a short film out of it, which is something that he would have done on his own doing, mm-hmm. which is where that art and uh, creativity comes from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's definitely something, um, I want to, I want to like do more of at least of like, um, letting more like ideas in it. I guess it's just, uh, it, it's a hard thing to do, I guess. Yeah, of it's, course. Yeah. But I do want to move on yeah, to, actually. uh, the, one of the big characteristics that came across mm-hmm. with the advocate, which is really doing what's right. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like much of like your passions or your interests aligns with what's right rather than what you want to do? And another note to that is the consequence of being so passionate about doing what's right and uh, what's better for others is that you end up not really thinking about your own health and yeah. so and sacrifice of your own health and well-being. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess there's a lot to unpack. <laughs> I mean, well, for, there is, for, there for is. doing what's right, I do. I do feel just in general that has been like um, a big like going into college that was like something like I want to study something or like pursue something where I could feel like I was like making doing an impact, making an impact, like making a difference. Um, and that even today, like if I'm doing something that doesn't feel like it's impactful in that kind of way. And, and I, I don't mean impactful. Like I, I acknowledge like my limit, like I, like mm-hmm. people can't change the world, but like something, especially in content creation that I started to like was like, making stuff that made people feel good or like making um making you like remember an an emotion or you know feel sad or feel happy like i i used to like i used to like having people tell me um oh like this this made me happy this made me Mm -hmm. made me sad it reminded me of whatever like that that used to feel good um so i feel that as like an overarching thing like in whatever I do it, in doing something that feels like if we're talking about right in terms of like morally right, then yeah. Um, but I do, I do acknowledge a lot of like consequences in that. Um, well, at least in the sense of maybe, well, what, what was, what was the, the point that it said in, in, in doing what's right for others and not, okay. Yeah. Doing what's right for others and, and not, not so much you know, for yourself. yourself. And yeah. that's where that consequence comes in, where you start losing the sense of like, well, 
I'm stressing here. Yeah. I might burn out. I'm not looking out for my own health. I'm not doing anything for myself here. Yeah. Um, you, your health just decays. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I acknowledge like uh, a lack of, a lack of like, yeah, like I don't uh, do too much for myself as much as I do for that it sounds so wrong but i <laughs> I, I i like because it sounds like i'm humble brag <laughs> but i like i care i care less to like take care of let's say my mental health yeah. if, if i have a friend that that is is struggling mm-hmm. let's say we're in that situation i wouldn't be like oh i'm going through stuff i i, I can't help you, you. listen you i would listen. rather yeah and i i do i guess in that sense i feel like i i often am uh i'm I'm trying to help people. Let's say if you're struggling with something or any one of our friends, instead of like going out to people, let's say, and asking for help. And, and that, that in a sense is, is, is helping yourself. So yeah, like I do feel very little. I do. I very seldomly reach out to people if I'm feeling um, some type of way, like if I'm not mm. feeling great, but I'll always like answer check the call or like check in if, if if i don't let's say if you're not we have situations where our friends are like um go through stuff and mm-hmm. i will always reach out and I'll, I'll always yeah um but you've been you've been that connector yeah. a lot recently or not even recently but throughout like my experience being a friend with you and and in the same group of friends where if there's a split in like the circle if there's a split within the friend group you're the one who's usually still connected with both ends. And then I, I, I guess that, that too, though, sometimes it, it's like hard, I guess, because like often uh, it's it's I guess it's a harder choice to like draw, like draw the line or like mm-hmm. choose a side. Um, and obviously in those situations, there's always so many there's so many different things going on. Like if there's a disagreement between people there's so many different elements to that besides like right or wrong, like black or white. Like there's, there's different things going on. And I, I feel like I often try to try to look into that. Like I'll understand where you're coming from and like you're the context of why you feel a certain mm-hmm. way and the context of why someone else feels a certain way. Um, and I, I acknowledge the fault in that too, because and in, in going into the thing of like not speaking up or like not like, like standing my ground on a certain issue I feel it's often too like um, because there are times that people are just like wasting time and energy, wasting uh, what they sh- they. Sh- I don't want to say it, but like sometimes people are just wrong. Oh well, and so yeah, I, I I guess, but I I also mean like um like f- thinking too much of uh of like why both of them are like right and wrong. And this yeah. is, like you understand yeah, you where they come from. Where you like you yourself, the, it's like I don't really want to. It's, it's harder. It becomes harder to try to uh, choose. Mm-hmm. And then also like choosing, let's say if, if there's like a strife in a group, choosing a side is is like a uh, a bigger statement than like not like trying to keep it together. Yeah. Because trying to keep it together, you're appeasing everybody. Like maybe trying to appease everybody is also like a, a selfish act as well because you're caring only about your status in the group. Yeah. You're not caring about there you go. what's like right or wrong. And, mm-hmm. and um I, I, I don't know, I guess I, oftentimes, I guess I'd like to say I'm, I'd rather I'm doing it because I, I want to keep people together. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 there is a part of it where it's like you, you also don't want to cause further strife or have people not like you or have people like um, upset at you as well. Or, or have you become like a part of one side that's like, you know, people are disagreeing with or whatever. 
Um, and I, I acknowledge that in, in a friend group too, I, I often, I don't, I want to be the least problematic. <laughs> like mm. I, I, I try my best and I think none of us are problematic, but I'll, I'll, I'll definitely try not to, if the situation comes up, I'll try to be the, the mediator, yeah. the peacemaker. Yeah. You don't want to create, uh, disagreements in the yeah. friend group or you don't want to lose friends. Or yeah. Put, put yourself at risk to, yeah. To, to lower to, your status. Yeah. To yeah, lower your status, that's pretty all much. That <laughs> Honestly, uh, well, like status down, plays a huge part in yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. Status it's true, plays yeah. a huge part in your friend group, and mm-hmm. it plays a part in like your status uh, through people who are outside of the friend group mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, because your status really speaks to how your friends mm-hmm. speak of you. But let's uh, let's touch the on criticism. the last point. Let's yeah. talk, touch at the yeah criticism exactly. Mm-hmm. So how do you receive criticism? Yeah, and I'll I'll like a hundred percent like agree with what the thing said because and I, I said it before about like things that I'm passionate about become too close mm. where like if uh, there it is criticized, it's very hard for me not to take it personally. Um, which in in the book we read, um, show your work. I think it touches on it a little bit, but like to not hold things so. Like you, your your passions are stuff that you pursue, but they shouldn't be. It shouldn't be what you are. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's like a whole chapter about that. Like, don't be your pat. Like something like that. Don't be your work. Yeah, don't. Yeah, because it's like um the the issue with being being your work is if someone crushes it, it crushes you. Like it crushes oh, your it crushes your you, identity. You really don't want to identify yeah, with your content. That, that, that's what it was. Like yeah. it's like don't make your content like your, Who you your are. Identity. Yeah, because um and I I. I I feel like I've been getting better at it, but um, definitely at the start, that that was my mentality. Um, I was like, this this is what I am. This mm-hmm. is who, who I want to be. Um, so if there was criticism, which, yeah, like, and it even comes from home. Like, I had my, my parents, like, very upset at me, like, especially my mom, like, for, for making, like, silly videos or whatever. And... Um, that that oh, that's I would, what, I would be interested in like the <laughs> specifics here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can I, go into that another time. Yeah, yeah, we could. Um, Unless you have a highlight here. Um. Well, I guess like at, at the time, like I was still in school, so there was this idea of like I don't want you to think that you should be doing this. Uh, oh, as like a full time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and there was definitely like just for a silly video, and uh, yeah, a lot of the videos were kind of cringy or whatever. But um, there was like criticism, like why are you like doing why this, would like, you share this yeah like why like what's wrong with you and and i'm not like there was like something was going on at that time where like i was just like doing whatever how, how did you proceed with um, that how did you still that, decide to choose to continue that's that's the thing that and i guess it gets a little bit into the selfishness where like i instead of instead of like being like oh i gotta stop doing this i instead was like well i'm gonna keep doing this and i'm just like i would tell people or i would like i i had told like my in, in a way had told my parents like i'm not really making this for you mm-hmm. which, which is kind of a mean thing like, I'll, I'll acknowledge but but i mean it is also true like you often you're not you're, like i i always feel like i'm making something because i want to make it I, I wasn't making it to appease like mm-hmm. you're not going to appease everybody um but there was like a little bit of like a, a brashness with that response like if people didn't like something i would just be like well it's not really for you like i, I i'm making because i want to make it i'm not making it for you but instead of like acknowledging what they were saying, um, and I know, like with the earlier stuff, criticism didn't really bother because it's like it was just silly. It was just. But awful. I know, like making, <laughs> making like film films and getting criticism on that, like is when I 
noticed more of like the emotional like response you might have to tie that. to it yeah we're like um the first short film that i made which we're gonna have an episode about eventually um i got like constructive criticism mm-hmm. from my i think my dad and my my mom but it definitely not in a mean way but i do remember feeling like um taking it like uh, you take it a little bit to heart and mm-hmm. and even like with friends if they were like oh like this one part was a little weird or whatever or like this you could have done this like differently um you it, it you take it a little more like to heart mm-hmm. um which i acknowledge you shouldn't like i i like and i think you uh what i did wrong was like putting all i had into that like work and then you it becomes who you are it becomes like what you're doing right now so like if someone doesn't like it like everything you've been working towards is that so then it like it crushes you and it's it's hard not to do that yeah it's hard not to do that because you spent so much of your time and day so much of your not like a good fraction of your life right there um and it, yeah, and you. I guess when you when you do that, when you identify with what you're doing, it feels like everything you're working towards is for this mm-hmm. one thing. If this doesn't like work out, then like, what's the point? Like, do you have value in what you're doing? But that that's that's yeah. like a story for a, another time, I guess. But to to get like onto the point, like yeah, I I acknowledge definitely um, taking criticism criticism when it's something I'm passionate about, to, like very personally. But let's say for work or. Um, criticism of who I am um I feel like I might take that a little differently like I know for work I've I've taken criticism I mean I guess you do I do take criticism like a little personally like if if mm-hmm. it's something about like how you're performing or whatever but it doesn't affect me the way something else would like I, I, I do acknowledge like in work it sometimes helps me like uh want to improve because it's like you, you don't want to be like called out for like certain things um so, and even in your personal life, like, like we were talking about with friends, like not wanting to, um, not wanting to cause strife or whatever. But if there's something that I am doing that people don't like, if someone calls it out, um, I'll, I'll try to like my best to in- improve and improve in, that in whatever way. Um, which doesn't happen, doesn't happen often. Cause I am not really trying to like annoy anybody or like mm. i'm trying actively to not annoy people I, yeah. I guess is a better way to say it um but if criticism happened in a group i feel like it would be the same way i probably would take it a little bit like personally that people don't like the certain way that i'd be acting but i'd probably feel mo- motivated to improve because then it's like i don't want people to think of me this mm-hmm. way i want to there's there's yeah. the differences there <laughs> yeah whether it's a social situation or a situation that is your work the effort that you put into something and somebody saying that well you didn't do that great of a job after spending more than like 72 hours working on a piece of content yeah so i mean i can see there's like a huge difference that could exist Mm. there uh what do so last point i had here did you have a point that you wanted to bring up oh well i was gonna read the cost of success oh yeah go for that go for that um because I found this interesting too when we were reading it. Because I I identify with this a lot. It's, it says, um, "Sorry, ad- advocates may feel that they aren't allowed to rest until they have achieved their unique vision of success. But this mindset can lead to stress and burnout. <laughs> if this happens, people with this personality type may find themselves feeling uncharacteristically ill-tempered." Um, so yeah, just to touch on that, definitely, one hundred percent. Like um, every part. 
Every part. Like you get the burnout, you get the stress, and you get the byproduct of being ill-tempered. Yeah, because okay. I and I I feel that mostly like with uh, content creation of um, maybe because you hold it so close, um, you put a lot of stress on on making it fulfill whatever you want it to be. And then you end up like spending too much time uh, stressing about it where you get burnt out and don't do anything. Um, so, yeah, I I feel like that's what I'm going through right now. But, um, yeah, I, I, ident- I identified with that a lot. And I, I find that interesting the way they the way it's called, like the cost of success, because yeah. like I feel like the more and I, I've noticed this, too, like when I do something that's good, it adds more pressure to keep being good because mm-hmm. then it's like you don't want to. Um, you don't want to do something that's not as good. And then it causes you to not do anything at all. Cause it's like you, you're putting too much pressure to improve. Um, so just to give some advice maybe is uh, to, uh, that we got from show your work is, uh, which is a book that we read, which we mentioned earlier sponsored by Austin Cleone, Austin Cleone. Um, it's better to just uh, make things or whatever you're interested in just to do it because um it's, it's even better just to have the mistakes because you can look back and be like, well, this, this, this these now, were mistakes, now but now, 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 now I'm doing there. a lot better. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can have that distinction like of your work. Like there's the, a measure of success. The, the history. Here. Yeah. Instead of just um, not doing anything or doing stuff so sporadically where um, the improvement isn't as significant. Mm-hmm. The, the improvement is, you know, Oh, it's been like three years. Like you're going to do something else, but you're not really getting much experience in between that if you're giving yourself so much pressure to make the next thing or whatever. Um, I'm talking to myself right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> giving that advice to myself right now. That's, but, uh, that's honestly yeah. what advice is all about. Yeah. I think half the time when people are given advice, it's really just advice that they think they need too. Yeah, that's true. Um, Was there I ask oh, myself you, to you that all the part? time. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> it might it might already have aligned. Um, feel compelled to find a mission for their lives. Yeah, we didn't hit that too much. Do you feel like you have to find a mission before you die? I guess. I mean, I feel like that ties into the stuff of wanting to do something that feels like morally right or has like a, an mm-hmm. impact. Um, I still feel that today. And I often feel if, I, if I'm, I feel that with like personal work or like professional work, if it's not um, fulfilling, if it's not, um, if it doesn't feel like it's it's working towards like an end goal of, of something more important. It just feels like uh, wasting time. So I, and I kind of feel like that's where my mindset is right now. Like I feel like I'm at a, I'm at a point where I'm trying to decide like what what is it that I sh- should be doing then? If mm-hmm. I feel like that right now, like I'm not f- fulfilling those needs and what is it that I should be doing? Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I've often, I feel like maybe you feel that way sometimes too. I feel like it's a, just a part of the human condition maybe of just um, trying to find like, what is fulfilling what 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 it is that in in our age especially what it is that we want to be like 10 years from now mm-hmm. and like we're at the age right now where it's like our choices really matter like it'll make a difference yeah yeah 100 yeah. <clears throat> yeah, as like time goes on and i think about it too we have a very limited life and do you want to go in reflection of your life and not be proud of what you've done yeah exactly so and, and like a big measure of success when I think about it as to did I live a meaningful life is what impacts did I make to others or what contributions did I make to other people's lives? So one, another book that I've read, um, it was called 
it's not about you um by tom I, i'll have to get the information i think mm -hmm. it's called it's not about you um and the whole story is this idea of this guy well he, he the premise of the book or the background of the book rather is that um the author he had he was diagnosed with cancer i believe it was at the age of 16 and immediately and he was given like two years to live or a short time to live maybe it was 10 years um and being aware of that now that he was going to die young it immediately made him think about death a lot more and that well what do i want to do with the rest of my life do i want to continue uh living for myself uh or can i make a change can i yeah. do something that's going to contribute to others mm -hmm. so that made me think a lot about well before I die, like what you leave behind is really how you shape other people's lives. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't mean that I have to go and like donate to every charity that's out there um, and make an impact that way. Just our relationship here, mm -hmm. like my our friendship by things that I might communicate or like values that I might mm -hmm. carry, those values might go on and shape you mm -hmm. just like. The first like the lessons you pass on yeah, to like your kids or like their kids, like that becomes your legacy. That becomes how you shape the world. Yeah. So a good starting point when you really want to think about how you might want to shape the world outside of yourself is, well, who has shaped you? Mm -hmm. So that's why I spent some time reflecting, well, like how has my dad in the past positively and negatively shaped my personality and who mm -hmm. I am today? So I think like a great spot is think about who, everyone who has shaped you in your life, your friends, your family, uh, at a young age, particularly um, your siblings. And then uh, think about what from that um, do you want to take on and have continued to exist and carry on? It's true, though. And right. I, I wow, that really <laughs> that really resonated. No, because <laughs> I, I feel like um, I guess to summarize, it's almost like uh I, I feel like people spend a lot of time trying to figure out like what they want to do. But like you were saying, it also comes in improving yourself maybe mm -hmm. instead of improving like what you're doing or it, like finding whatever path, uh, it, improving who you are and how like who you become can mm -hmm. give something off to your friends or children, yeah. other people that you interact with um, looking inward instead of trying to improve the outward. Yeah. It's like that's what often people are trying to do, like improve your job, improve whatever situation you're in. But that's something yeah, I, I've never really thought about. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's like steps in the way of like what you should do or not what you should do, but the steps in the way of uh, the process from improving yourself to making an impact elsewhere. Yeah. You you have to start with yourself. Yeah. Um, and that's where I really take that information of like, let's gather the information of who has shaped you so you can see how you might be like what's actually a value here to shape others and th that ends up being like a judgment call that mm. it's a judgment call of what's actually uh where your moral compass is and that might not really be the best it might not be what's right or wrong but it's how it's you, what you selfishly think is something that you should contribute to this world and that's how i tried to measure where i want to be in 10 years or what i want to do in the next five years mm. Just based on that information. Now, I, I haven't successfully have done. Uh, this is this is like information I've discovered, yeah. not discovered, but I've read recently. So it's something that I've been spending a lot of time thinking and like seeing, like, well, what changes I can make here. Mm -hmm. So I have 
I have no actual uh, antidotes to speak to or stories here <laughs> yeah. to speak to, but it's something that's always that's like on top of my mind yeah. uh, going forward. Well, well, yeah, I think uh, we we've we spent a lot of time. We we unpacked a lot. Yeah, we discussed a lot. We might I, have uh, overshot. The, I feel like we could have uh, made this like a two part or something because there, yeah. there's a lot to. I feel like so we're we're still figuring this out, but yeah. th- it's hard to judge how much we'll end up talking about something. Um, but uh, there's definitely a lot to unpack with personality, and I, I feel like if if we ever find something worth diving in, like we figured out the Instagram thing or social media. Oh, exactly, it might be something to talk about. Yeah, we'll uh, add that to the list immediately. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if if we ever find something worth the coming back to, mm-hmm. I think we definitely could because there's so much that we could we could get into i feel just with what we discussed now like there's so much to go you know whatever yeah i think i think like i was with my intent like in the beginning of this uh podcast episode i was thinking we can dig a little bit more into the specific letters too but yeah. like we did so much already i know we did so much already it's like we're an hour and 40 minutes in yeah so that's not something that would be i don't think well i mean it wouldn't require a part two for this no, but, but um there is still so much that could have been discussed and there's so much that like you can still unpack about somebody's Mm -hmm. personality, but it's also like, like you said, we're still figuring this out. Yeah. There's a lot that we're, uh, learning about speaking into a microphone for (laughs) like an hour and a half or so. And like really constructing our ideas and voicing what we want to voice Mm -hmm. on the podcast. And sometimes we're might be voicing something that's not so meaningful. And other times we might like really come across with a message. Yeah. Um, so, I think we ended on a good note, though. Yeah, I, I, I really, I'm really happy with how it ended. Yeah, maybe like there's like a little slumps throughout, and like please, like call it out. Let us know. Like we, yeah. we, we did say we're off a lot taking feedback and criticism, <laughs> but yeah. So be aware if you give us criticism, I will take it personally. Yeah, I, I will come after you and your family. <laughs> yeah, we'll be very and mad. And your at pets. You. We'll beat you up. But but, uh, but do pass on the criticism because yeah, we have it, it would be really useful to or you could pass on your criticism. Uh, we mentioned him earlier, our good friend Arjav. I think if they gave it to him and if he gave it to us, we'd be more inclined to. Oh, not at him. all, not at all. If uh, it came from Arjav, uh, I think I'm I'm coming after him immediately. Like I, I can't take anything from Arjav. All right. Um, well, I actually have uh, an appointment later. With who? Doctor Pimple Popper. You heard, have you heard of Doctor Pimple Popper on TLC? He has a show. No. Oh, he's a or she. She. She's a doctor who um, pops like unusually large uh, operation level pimples. Oh, this is perfect. This is you per- have one? No. Oh. Just added like during this conversation, mm. like for the people who aren't listening to the podcast, they oh they, they will are see. only listening to the podcast oh they won't see my they, massive they will pimple. now know at this point oh. that they're really missing out on some great content yeah, that they can be seen on the screen yeah if you were watching you would have seen the giant pimple that i've Ex- had this whole episode exactly oh <laughs> uh, well yeah. that's beautiful but i mean it doesn't seem like you have anything going on so i guess we could oh just, no no uh, no man i mean i'm the ceo no, and fine. uh founder of google so i have a lot going I feel on like, today um, I, i'm more of a bing guy what you realize yeah oh wow <laughs> more of a bing guy myself Oh, well, good luck finding anything that you search online, then, if you're using mm. Bing. Mm, there's, well, there's great, great uses. In I, uh, yeah, an hour and a half is a lot of time taken up for a CEO and founder of Google, so mm. you're welcome. Thank you. I got to get going. Yeah, um, me too. I have a company to run. 
Well, it was great talking to you. I gotta go improve this uh, search time. We're to... supposed to film uh, two episodes today, but we're only filming one. Yeah, so because luck, guys. because I have to go. Well, me too. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thanks again for watching the We Should Talk More podcast. My name is John Alzate. My name's Josh Cornell. Uh, you can follow us in the links in the description. No need to dive into that. But oh well, you can go check me out on joshcornell.com and you can find all my socials there. And you can find me on at Alzate Films on most social ne me medias. Medias. Yeah, and thank you for making it through for an hour and 40 minutes. That's incredible that you would do that for us, because I wouldn't. All right, thank you, guys.